Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Fuck it, we're doing it live. I'm Kevin, and this is Beer-tastic Voyage. How's everyone doing today? This is Mark. And I'm Justin. Shout out Bill O'Reilly. Woo! Yes, in between episodes, we usually watch some YouTube videos, and that one was fantastic. Apparently, neither one of them had seen the remix before, so I had to educate them on the internet. Check the show notes. It is definitely not safe for work. No, not at all. Um, Mark, in one of his many journeys to the northern end of New York, particularly Tupper Lake, New York, has brought back some beers from Raquette River Brewing. It might be Racket. We don't know, but there's a Q-U-E-T-T-E in there, so we think it's Raquette. That's what I'm going with, at least. Not to be confused with the ladies that do the kick line on Broadway. Correct. So... Mark? The Radio City Christmas Spectacular. That's right. So, Mark, this is your adventure, so you tell us about these beers. Yeah, so in my quest to visit all of the Adirondack breweries... You're getting close to the, You're getting a lot closer than the rest of us. This is true, but I think I still have at least six to go. That's, uh, that's doable. But it's so far away. Next couple birthday adventures, and you'll be good. <laughs> so we'll make it to 40. We'll be okay. <laughs> so, Raquette is the older of the two breweries located in Tupper Lake, New York. The other one being Big Tupper Brewing, which we'll be saving for a later episode. But uh, the brewery itself was started three years ago by uh, Mark Jesse and Joe Hockey. Cheers, both, Mark and Jesse. Yeah, both of them are, uh, you know, longtime home brewers. Pretty much standard story of long-time buddies that did some home brewing that decided that they were going to open up a brewery and they've been having some great success with it because they started off with a you know four barrel system and earlier this year they just bumped that up to a 10 barrel brew house wow that's a big jump when we're there they're working on building out this much larger like pavilion outside of the main building to be a larger like gathering space for people visiting the brewery and everything so they seem to be having some great success. I had some really tasty beers when I was there. Great successful brewing. All right. I brought three of them back for us to taste. Uh, I only actually had one of these at the brewery. I'm sad to say that I, you know, they're salty caramel porter. They did not have in bottles, and I was there a couple of weeks ago, so a growler was out of the question because it just wouldn't have held up properly. But if you're up there... Have that salty caramel porter because it is delicious. It sounds delicious. So today we have the uh, the smoked red ale, the extra stout, and what's the first one that we're starting with? We're going to start off with the blonde ale. Okay. Which is uh, 5.2% alcohol, and it's got 22 IBUs, which are from Cascade and Centennial hops. Okay. And the C's. That, that is right. And this is a very light blonde color i will change yeah. apps for yeah, justin you gonna say I, you're yeah, again this, again holding the beer up without the actual this is thing really really light yeah i was right on the yellow yeah it's it, it's, it's also it's darker than straw but only barely i think when you hold it up to the light it kind of washes out to straw but yeah it's uh it's it's oh it's opaque it's opaque i can still see, see my uh my my pinky finger through it and uh it's pretty effervescent with a all right, Kevin has, has proven me wrong. I held it up to the light, and it is in fact straw and not yellow. We're I gonna, was off we're, by two SRM damage. We're gonna we're gonna make <laughs> so Mark can taste it, but apparently I can see color. 
<laughs> Mark may be a dog and might be colorblind. We don't know. We're not sure. We're gonna we're gonna double check on it later. We're gonna see uh, see how he handles kibble. But for now, <laughs> we have. Uh, the, what's interesting to me is it, again, you know, it, the head on it. It's not that it's a lot of head. It's that it, no, it's, it's just, very persistent. It's just very persistent. It's got a really nice thin layer of foam. Like if you took a picture of this, this is this is beer. Like yeah, yeah and, beer. And I poured this out several minutes ago before we started watching Bill O'Reilly. Right. <laughs> Yeah, on YouTube, and it, it, and the head is still there. So, and we're still doing it live. Fuck it, man. We're doing it live. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry for the not safe for work language today. Folks. That's okay. Well, we're labeled explicit. That's true. Everywhere. We so, yeah, we okay. we tend not to be, but this is a more explicit than usual. Yeah. Well, I will say that, um, in the last episode, which was just earlier today when we were recording it, I made the mistake at least once of claiming this to be the sea hops and not to and being wrong because i picked them out and it was amarello but i mean this one i really almost no aroma to me no i just get you know it's faint beer, if anything. a beer aroma you know i yeah, don't know how I, else to say it. i think the hops are just there for bittering in this yeah. one but the taste on this one is really nice this it's, is it's very crisp and crisp and clear and this is this is warm weather Sitting on the porch drinking beer. Yeah, yes. I mean, the, the more blondes we have, like the one from Harborhead, I realize that there's definitely a, a slight multi character to blondes that I really like. Yeah. Um, I found myself at um, Port Jeff Brewing a couple days ago and uh, had their beach beer again, and that was still good. That yeah, is, that's a good one. But yeah, I, this is this is clean, crisp, and just, and you could serve this one ice. I mean, we're. Drinking cooler than room temperature, but you can serve this one ice cold and be perfect with it. Killer lawnmower beer, killer. Um, I'm I'm enjoying this one. Justin, what's your thoughts on this guy? As I mentioned, I, I enjoy the uh, the very light aroma, the light malt, yep, flavor, and um, I just kick off the ratings. I'm probably I probably give this one a pint. It's not my style that I want to drink a lot of, which is why I'm saying pint. It's right. a better beer than a pint. Yeah, but uh, it. It um it would definitely be something that on a hot day, if we were outside at the beach, may become way more than a pint. Yeah. I'm gonna go with a growler on this one. I enjoy it. Um so it's clean like I like I've been saying, it's clean, it's easy drinking. Um I could just start drinking pitchers of this beer and be hanging out and for the summertime, you know, we're recording this in the you know, beginning of July, it's this is the beer for right now. I, yeah, I can't agree more. It's definitely uh, seasonal for the, for the time. Yeah. I'm going to go right in the middle between you guys and call this a bomber. It's very good. I drink myself a bomber easily, but then I'm going to want something else. And I'm going to have three bombers in the fridge for yes. another day. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, two glasses is the right number for me at one time. And we have a rare occurrence where each of us gives something a different yeah. uh, different. Uh, value well i would say again that this is one of those ones that you i would throw into like a clam bake yeah uh throw this one in the clam bake and i think it'd be really tasty as well so next one oh we're gonna go to the extra stout next yeah we're 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 gonna save the uh smoked red elf at last okay yeah with the the smoke it may be a uh you hadn't had the smoke the smoked red is the one you hadn't had right no that is the one of the three that i did have okay so you based on prior knowledge you think that's the that's the one i i think it's bad i mean it's not an aggressive smokiness and we'll get there but i i think it's best to have the foreign extra stout which is you know like a guinness (laughs) 
<laughs> well, yes, like a Guinness. But, you know, it actually is like a Guinness in right, this case. Right, exactly. So, uh... Well, I'm going to finish up that one. I I enjoy <laughs> that Blondale. Yeah, the Blondale uh, was good. I, I think even sometimes with blondes, I get a little... They get a little washed out, or sometimes they even get a little to the point where they try to hop them a little more than I think they need to. And I'm not always the biggest fan of them, but this one I thought really found that comfortable balance of just enough hops to give it a variety, and that's about it. Yeah, I, I agree. And I also, again, being not the not the light colored beer drinker amongst us, I tend to to shy away from them when I see them. But now that I'm having that, there's a blonde actually at uh, Dubco. I, I think it's the Beach Chair Blonde. I, I'm not 100 percent sure on the name. That's also um, extremely good. Um, actually, I think probably one of the best blondes I've had. Um, we're trying to come to a consensus here on the SRM between the beer professor and our host. <laughs> Kevin's holding my phone up to the well, light, I'm which gonna... I'm not sure what... <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Kev- his... Kevin well... held the phone up alone into the light. Okay, so <laughs> instead of them being dick rags, not listening to what I... Not allowing me to explain myself, I'm trying to look at the... Pick the the color that is on the screen of the phone in the same light that I would look at the beer in it. Dick. Here's the thing. I was sure there was a reason for it, and I was sure it was a good reason. I just like to fuck with you. And I'm so easy once I have a couple <laughs> beers in me. Take that as you will, folks. Um, I'm going with black. See, I was going to say dark brown. I'm going with black. I have not, I have not consulted any electronic devices, and based upon what I see, I'm going to call it dark brown. Again, I'm the person who has no electronic devices, so my opinion means way less. You disagree with me, so you must be wrong. Okay, that's fair. That's, that from anything, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Bill O'Reilly that we were listening to earlier. And since you disagree with me, you're wrong. Perfect. So it, it <laughs> moving is, on, it is either either or both dark brown and black. But you, either way, you really can't see through it. No, but it is six point three percent alcohol, and it's oh. got a delicious rose smell. Yeah, it's, it's got, got a, that really nice chocolate roast smell. Yeah, it definitely does. And um, if I'm not wrong, and I definitely could be after the number of beers we've had today, um, maybe a slight hint of uh, of um, stone fruit, like a slight. I didn't get stone fruit out of it, to be honest. Honestly, yeah, as I keep going back, the more only thing I really get is roast. This but, is uh, really good. Yeah, I mean, taking a sip of this, it's just roasty and very dry and delicious. Yeah, the, the dry... Um, the dry that you mentioned, I think, is really the important part on this. It doesn't hang around. It doesn't coat your mouth. It's a very clean finishing stout, which I really appreciate. Yeah, this is uh, a good dark beer to give someone who likes coffee who says they don't like dark beer because it's not a thick beer. Like The guy, the people who think that Guinness is a meal are crazy because it's a dry Irish stout. Well, which they're is, stupid because... yeah. You know, Guinness has less calories in it than Bud Light. They but just, even... they just ignorant. They just ignorant. Why you gotta be like that? They're ignorant. Oh boy. Thank you. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. South Park's great. If you haven't seen it, you're crazy. So anyway, what I was getting at was this uh, is similar to Guinness in that regard, where it's the body on the beer is light. It's a, it's a light um, feel, mouth feel, but oh, yeah, it has yeah. a strong roast flavor, which obviously Guinness does not have a strong roast flavor. But this is a, a dark beer you can give someone who's into coffee, who could you could possibly convert them into a dark beer drinker. Yeah, I'm a I'm liking this beer a lot. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed the four that I had at the brewery you, itself. Mark, did you just get a piece of heart? Uh, no, my mother just 
arrived at home. So. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, from the four that I had at the brewery, they were all stellar. So when I was checking out the fridge to see what was in bottles, I didn't have much in the way of reservations as far as picking up the Blondale and the, the extra stout here because of how solid the other ones that I had were. I had their check pills and, uh, you know, the salty caramel porter that I mentioned. Right. I had the smoked red ale, and I forget what the fourth one I had was. Hang on. Let's go to the pictures. To the pictures. I'm going to save everybody now, and I'm going to talk. Hey, I'm just trying to fill that air. I Listen, you're doing a very good job. But in terms of the roast in here... Oh, the rye brown ale is the fourth one I had, which was also very good. So, you know, we keep mentioning the coffee flavor of the beer. This obviously is not, they don't list it as a coffee beer. Mark is our beer professor. Can you explain exactly how that flavor gets in here without coffee? Roasted barley. Right. So maybe expound on that a little? Well, I mean, there's <laughs> a lot of the, because of the the way the coffee beans and the barley are processed, as far as roasted barley is concerned, is very similar. So both substrates develop the same sort of flavors because of the process they get that they go through not necessarily from the base item itself right so they're they're both you know obviously you know roasted because you get coffees roasted and also the is barley. this a delicious uh what is, how they call it a uh, malyard reaction yes. yes all right see look at that <laughs> which right. is the interaction between proteins and sugars at high temperatures that Contribute right contributes to browning, and also those caramely delicious flavors. There you go. That is a knowledge drop right there. Like the bomber just flew over and boom. Exactly. And as Amberell on Food Network would say, brown food tastes good. I don't know that one, but I'm not sure who that is. But yes, I would agree. Amberell is my lesbian Food Network crush. Oh, Oh, okay. Amberell. I didn't. You kind of mumbled your words together a little bit, but yeah. The the uh the female Guy Fieri, yeah. <laughs> I don't love her anymore. Oh my god, you ruined it for me. What? You don't want to see her drive around in a Camaro with a with a fire shirt on? Because <laughs> you're you're really right. Except she was there first, um, and I think I would bet. Speaking of Guy Fieri, have you ever seen on Conan's show the segment where they play backwards Guy Fieri taking bites from? triple d i definitely have it where like you just see the food coming out of his mouth like backwards is there. oh that sounds horrible now you've ruined a number of things for me. <laughs> so anyway the idea is we've we've roasted something giving it similar flavors even though obviously if you were to eat coffee by itself and barley by itself they would none, neither would taste like each other thank you my art that's right. There you go. But it's still delicious. Yes. yes. And this beer is absolutely delicious. As I mentioned, the clean finish is really what's standing out to me. It's got a nice um you know, it's got a n- nice smooth flavor to it. It's not overwhelming in any sense of the word. Um this is something that in the past a lot of times when we've gotten beers like this, I've almost said like, oh, I wish we would do this with it or do that with it. Maybe we barrel age it. Maybe we do this or that. I don't think this needs it. I think this beer just needs to stay as it is standing and stand alone. Just keep it a clean, simple, 
exhibition of style beer. Like, that's what this should be. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I'll, I'm going to kick off the ratings. I'm going to give it a bomber. The roast for me sticks around a little bit, and I think two of them is the right number. I'm going to go up a little bit on this one. I'm going to go with a growler on this one as well, because this one is, this is my beer. Like, this is the stuff that you give me a shot. You give me, a, like, a chance to drink beer. Like, this is what I want to sit down. I can drink this with a meal. I can drink it by itself. It's hot out. I can drink whatever it is. Like, I can always have an excuse to drink this kind of beer. And you're a coffee drinker, right? I mean, you, I do like, yeah. I do got to make sure I have my couple cups of coffee a day. Yeah, I think that's the separation between, for me, the bomber and the growler is that I don't, I'm definitely not a coffee a coffee guy. I don't yeah. really ever drink coffee. In fact, the only cup of coffee I've ever had my whole life was with you after the uh, <laughs> the birthday party at Brickhouse. Yeah, yeah, you needed that cup of coffee. We both needed that cup of coffee. Definitely. Badly. So, uh, Mark, what do you got? It's going to be a growler for me as well. Cheers. I mean, I think it's a stellar example of the style. And, yeah, I'm going to... Drive back up to the top and buy four more. Well, no, so I'm going to take, you know, a cup of this, put in some pancake batter, make myself pancakes. That's how we know it's good. And then eat the pancakes while I drink the rest of that growler. Let me tell you how you fucked up that statement. You're going to call Justin and let him know when you're going to be making these pan- these uh, pancakes. Then you're going to do all the rest hey, of the things look, that you did. I gave you... I forget what beer was in them, but I did make you stat waffles on Father's you Day. You did. They were killer, and I want them every time you make them. And when you send me pictures of the, thi- of the of things you make with beer, and I'm at home, and I'm not with you, I make, I'm sad. We can just sub that out of just when you're not with him, you're sad. I, I, I'm okay. Yeah, that's a, a fair okay. statement as it's well. It's okay. We... It's a good thing I didn't send you any pictures of the sausage I made yesterday then, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely is. Especially if it was your sausage. Boom. We're getting there now. This is going to a special place. Yep. All right. So the last one that you're pouring out is the smoked red ale. Correct? Right. So at the brewery, you can get both the regular old red ale and the smoked variety. Now, you, you did not try the regular red ale, correct? I did not try the plain. No, I went straight for the smoked because I am a fan of smoked malt in my beer. You are <laughs> always you do always get a little bit excited whenever you see smoked malt. And Mark got a little excited because uh, a recent uh, homebrew purchase for me was some... Uh, Cherry smoked malt. Interesting. I don't know what that's going to end up in, but I saw a pound of it in a bag, and I decided I had to have it. Now, do you know what this one was smoked with, by any chance? I I think it is a, a cherry smoked malt. Is that a tradition? Is that like usually what it's smoked with? That it's a lighter wood. Well, I mean, generally, what you see available is like a cherry wood smoked malt or a peat smoked malt. And you from, said peat, right? Yes. P e a t. Yeah. And which is usually used in the production of scotch. Yes. And Not a big fan of peaty scotches, to be honest. Everything that I've heard and read is like, that's a terrible idea to put in a beer. What, peat smoked malt? Yeah. I imagine it would be really overpowering. That's kind of what I've been led to believe, yes. So I'm going to ask a, a dumb question. I've heard of peat smoked malt. I know about the scotch connection to it. What exactly is peat? Do we know? Does anyone it, know? Do you know what like peat moss is? <sighs> Kinda. It's a term that I've heard before. That's that guy that I'm... ran that ba- that cover band out of Long Island for a long time, right? Probably. What? Pe- <laughs> peat moss and the fertilizers? Oh, that's right. Yeah. They played Tony's wedding. Holy shit! That's a real thing. I thought you were just fucking around. No, no, no. They were wow. a cover. They were a cover band. They played all over Long Island for no, a number it, of years. No, it's totally true. And they, they were took Tony's wedding. And they were Tony's wedding band. Oh my god! They were fucking awesome. Well, shout out to that peat moss, but yeah, the, the general peat moss. I know what moss is. What What is a peat moss? It 
so Pete is basically just, uh, you know, like a bog. Can you picture a bog? Yeah, I've been in one. So dig out a chunk of that, dry it, and then burn it, and then put some m- m- malt over it while it's yeah, burning. I got that part. Who thought that was a good idea? I don't know. They're Scots. I know. They were drunk on drunk and eating haggis. They didn't know what the fuck was. Yeah, that's on. that's weird. I wouldn't have guessed that. All right, then. Well, I've learned something. I don't know if anybody else has. But in this particular instance, it is not peat smoked. You, we are taking a oh, – Mark is taking a guess that it is cherry smoked. And I can tell you that from the aroma, it is 100% smoked. If you just someone handed this to you and said, what is this? You would say, I don't know, but it's definitely been smoked. Oh, yeah, but I don't feel that it is terribly aggressive. Like, you smell it, you get smoke. But it's not like, oh my god, it smells like campfire. No, a hundred percent. It is not a. It's not a uh, an off putting or aggressive aroma. It is just. It's an obvious aroma that, to me, especially being I like smoked meat and barbecue, it's pleasant, very pleasant. So th- this also comes in at five point two percent. So, you know, it's right on that line of the reddish slash brown color. Yes. Depending upon how the light hits it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I want Kevin to weigh in on this. Going with copper. <laughs> Ruling is copper. Um, <laughs> Russian judge gives it copper. That's true. And from the Russian judge, a 4.0. <laughs> um, but for real kids, this beer is copper, for sure. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, um, But taking my first sip of it and first smell of it, I was actually looking online to, uh, to see if I could find uh, what is Pete Moss a better thing. And about the fourth thing that showed up on google was uh for me locally was peat moss and the fertilizers um the smell is is really good um the aroma definitely speaks of um a good smoke not overwhelming doesn't get that acrid scent that kind of when something's overwhelmed with smoke it really it's like when you open up the smoker when you're making ribs or something like that, which made just a couple racks of ribs for bar- for the 4th of July recently. A few. Um, only 10. And it just, it's just it's just a really, really pleasant smoke that goes with it. Yeah, I, as I took my first sip, I have to say it's one of the first times that the aroma for me, the taste was actually more powerful than the aroma. It's not that it's a bad thing. I got more smoke than I anticipated getting. I can understand you're getting I think a little more fair. In the taste. And yeah. I you know, having this off the draft, I remember it being a lot smoother than, you know, out of the bottle that we have here. But I still enjoy it, you know. It's a, it's a good smoked beer where, again, the smoke isn't too aggressive. It's not accurate, as Kevin said. And, yeah, I, I like smoked malt. I think that the... Um that the fact that there's some caramel notes in there um, that probably come from some of the other malts used that I think has created a nice little sweetness to counteract the smoke. And so you're getting, it tastes like a good barbecue piece, like a good barbecued piece of meat, except for beer. Um, And I'm really enjoying it. I don't think I could drink the volume of it, and I may not want it with a meal, but just separately as this beer is, I'm really enjoying the the flavor of it. I can tell you that this paired very nicely with the uh, 
soft pretzel sticks and cheese sauce. Yeah, I could see how if you had something with um, you know, with cheese in it, something a little bit, maybe even cheese that had a little bit of tang to it. Um, I think it would balance out that smoke flavor. Um, I would not go with it with a burger or other barbecue foods or things like that. I think you would just could be kind of building on that smoky char flavor and you'd get overwhelmed and lost. Yeah, I could see that happening. Uh, uh, yeah, with a with that pretzel with that pretzel and cheese and yeah, I want that now. <laughs> yeah, that little bit of sharpness from the cheese would really go yeah. well with this. I um I also enjoy it. The smoke as I as I drink it, it I don't I, it's not really possible to me, but it becomes less smoky. I get more of the malt that you were uh right. you mentioned and it rounds out the flavor the the sweetness rounds out the flavor. Mm-hmm. I think this one also might um if this one hung around for a little while, if you put this one down in the cellar, I think it might make an interesting flavor too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure together. with some cellaring, it would definitely round everything out a little bit more. It would, probably would get a little sweeter. I not that I'm saying it needs that. I'm just thinking that it would be worthwhile. That if there was a second bottle of this one and you were hanging on to it, I think it would be a worthwhile experiment. Oh yeah, no, um, completely agree with you there. So. I'll start us off with this one, and for me, I'm going to go with a pint on this one, simply because the flavor is a little strong, and I don't know if I, I don't want more than one of them, um, but I would be very interested to have this beer in tandem with the meal of saying, okay, this is going to be the beer that I have with the appetizer. Maybe it is a pretzel with cheese and something like that, and then move on to have a different beer that's paired with the entree and so on. I think it's really nice, but still going to stick with a pint on it. Yeah, I'm wavering between a pint and a bomber. I think I'm going to go more towards a bomber. Right. Because as I drink it, I begin to enjoy it more. Right. So I, I think I want to have that second one in the barrel just in case I want to uh, want to go after it. I'm going to stick with the pint, uh, you know, for many of the same reasons that Kevin said. I mean, I really like it, but... I think more than a pint would just build too much on my palate to the point where I wouldn't enjoy it quite so much anymore. That's the line that I'm at. I'm not sure if it's going to keep getting better or if it's going to, you know what I mean? So I'm going to err, like I said, I'm going to err on the side of the uh, the bomber just so that I have it if I want it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, now, as I keep going back to it, it's I do want to keep going back to it. And I... I'm happy every time that I go back to it. It's nice balance with it. This and the smoke is not overwhelming at all. This is right up there with the one that we had from Blind Bat for me. Yeah, the, well, um, the Hell Smoke. I think the Hell Smoke one was even a little more aggressively smoked than this one. Yeah, I think they could go after it though, because if I remember correctly, it was a porter, right? The Hell Smoke yeah, porter. Yes. Yeah. So with that base, but, they can go after a little more. But with this one, it's. I think this is right in the wheelhouse of what I'm looking for. If you said smoke smoke beer right here i'm also trying to put myself in the setting obviously i don't know what anything like you know mark did not explain to me or i don't think to kevin either what this place looks like but in my mind it's almost log cabiny i'm picturing oh log it, cabin. it totally is like uh, a little log cabin and like they have a few tables inside but it's basically like a tiny little shack where there's this small front room where they have the cooler with the you know the six packs and the bombers and some non-alcoholic beverages. They have their merch, and then they have an L-shaped bar 
and then they have you know a dozen picnic tables outside and the pavilion that i was talking about that's still under construction at this time to give them more seating because again it's a tiny little building that most of it is dedicated to the brew house and fermentation chambers I'm Pri- picture- priorities are in check there i'm picturing that the um the lumberjack from the uh, rudolph the red-nosed reindeer cartoons you know the the animation ones from the like the fifties and sixties. My favorite. You know the one I'm talking about. Oh right? yeah. I'm picturing that guy pouring this beer for me. <laughs> and I think that that being that it is a log cabin setting, I think that this beer it, having it there probably is just it just fits. Yeah, the experience kind of all goes together with it. You don't see a lot of smoked beers, and the fact that it's happening at that place it shows yeah. the kind of their attention to detail. I think. And they're, you know, like I said, the they're doing some great stuff up there, and you know they've. Definitely seeing dividends from it because they've already expanded their brew house. They're looking to accommodate more people at the brewery, and I, you know, best of luck to them. I'm going to get back up in that area at some point in time because, man, is it gorgeous. Now, how far north is Tupper Lake? We're, we're talking north of Saratoga, right? Yeah, so Tupper Lake is another hour and a half north and west of Lake George. Okay. Or about like 20 miles southwest of Saranac Lake. Okay. Okay. But we're not over in like the Watertown area yet. I I don't know. If you picture the L shape of New York, you know how like yes. New York's kind of like an L shape? Watertown is literally right in that corner up on Lake Ontario. What corner? If I, I'm gonna make the L the shape with my hand, that top corner of Lake Ontario, right there, like that, where the end of it is, that's Watertown. So that's, I think that's south of where you were, isn't it? I'm confused. I'm gonna draw a mark a map yeah. later, but um, <laughs> I mean, I I went to I went to school up in that neck of the Look, woods. So I can tell you that one of the mornings that we were in the hotel room. Yeah, and give we, me your paper so I and can we put you. the television on to entertain my two-year-old daughter before we headed out for the day. We were watching the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Okay. That so, is what I can tell you. So are you <laughs> accepting that this is a map of New York? Tupper Lake Roughly. is north. Okay. It's definitely this north. This right here is Watertown. Oh. Okay. Oswego is right about here. Okay. That's there. Buffalo is all the way out here. Here's Rochester. Here's Syracuse. Here's Albany. North. It's north, north. Thank very you. north. Yeah, so I would say that Tupper we're gonna Lake, put a picture of this. On Tupper north. Lake is roughly there. Tupper okay. Lake is northwest of Oswego. I would say it's probably about three hundred miles north- away. Northeast. <laughs> Sorry, northeast, northeast. North. Okay. Apologies. Northwest yes. would be in Canada. Yeah. North- well, north- northwest would be in Lake Ontario. So yeah. yeah. Exactly. In Canada. It's amazing yeah. to me. I've lived in, lived in New York as long as I have, and I have generally no concept of what happens. North it's of Franklin here. County. Does that help? A little bit. Thank you. No, not me. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would think it was New Jersey. <laughs> Hohokus. Best name of a town in New Jersey. That, that is a pretty good name. Sorry. Um, even though that's completely off base there. Um, my, my my favorite name in New Jersey is Squirrel Town Road. You got anything? Nothing. Nothing? No. Nothing? You bring nothing to the table? I have no... I have no fa- well, I can tell you that uh, my father's family's ca- cabin in Roscoe, New York, is on Chevy Chase Lane, if that means... Yeah. <laughs> That's not. That's that has not nothing to do with New Jersey. But no. okay, that's all. You know. It, but hey, wait. It was somewhat relevant. I was on a street. It was that's a street true. thing. That's true. That's about as relevant as our statements were. Um, no, I mean this is really cool, and 
I really like the beer. All three of the beers that we had were delicious. So if I'm ever up that way, I'm definitely going to try to check these guys out. They, uh, they seem to be producing nice, solid beers. Nothing completely off the reservation. But definitely definitely well done beers. Yeah, I mean, every beer on the board, I think, is a very good example of whatever style it is. You know, the only thing that maybe is a little bit outside the box is that salted caramel porter. Yeah, and that's fine. But even still, you see those places. It's not like, you know... Oh, yeah, and it's damn delicious, but that, you know... Everything else is, okay, this is our check pills. This is our Hellas. This is, you know, everything else is, like, straight up, like, okay, this is a really good example of this style. Yeah. We name it by the style that it is. We don't make a new name for it. It's that style. Right. That's what yeah. most of these are. Like, yeah. okay, this is a racket extra stout. What is it? It's an Irish extra stout. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm never quite, I'm, don't usually go that far north, but um, you know, um, the wife and I are plotting a vacation where we might end up in the Adirondacks. So, if we are, I'm definitely going to be looking around for them. Well, I appreciate the uh, the, the traveling and bringing bringing us back some some tasty goodness, especially mm-hmm. that smoked uh, red ale. Yeah, the smoked red ale special. All right, everybody, uh, stay tuned for the next in our Adirondack series, Big Tupper Brewing. And uh, until then, cheers. Do you guys have anything else? No, I'm, I'm I so- said cheers. I wanted to get my cheers. Fact- I want to get on. my fact in shithead. <laughs> okay, no, I don't have anything else. But do you, Kevin? No, it's all right. Can we set? We, we you want to cut it off and we'll re rack it there? No, I really want to leave, leave all this, this shit in there. <laughs> of yeah, of course you do. Yeah, fuck it, we're doing it live. <laughs> fuck it, we're doing it live. All right, check the show notes. I want to get my fact in when I haven't gotten a chance to get in all day. Of nor of Norse brewing stones. Have you guys heard of these things? Yes. 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 Mark, drawing a blank. All right. Well, before you say anything, go for it. I have heard of it. Okay. I have no idea what it is, but I know I've heard the term. Okay. So, previously, I believe I've mentioned the fact that uh, Norse brewing families would pass along magic sticks from one family to family member to the next, because that stick was inoculated with the yeast strain that would be reanimated in each batch. And warm and make the beer. Stirring it with the magic stick would make it ferment. Exactly. But in a lot of the research that they found in Norse um, sites, they found kept finding these hearthstones that were cracked, and they couldn't figure out what they were doing and what they figured uh, why they were always cracked. And what they realized that they were doing was that they would, since they didn't have really good iron pots that could heat up very hot and keep over the fire. What they would do is they would heat up the rocks oh, right. and then drop the rocks into the mash to boil it, to bring it up to temperature quickly. And then because it was going into the cold liquid, it would cool off the stone too rapidly and it would crack the stone. But they were finding on the stone remnants of, you know, of beer and, um, you know, and of the, uh, the proteins and things like that. So they were confused. It's like, how are these things being used? I think that's a cool brewing fact that I wanted to bring into it. That is really cool, and I think that goes along with um, Stein Brewing, right? It's something that uh, the homebrew yeah, club, it, yeah. Well, I mean, that that's a old German tradition where, again, you're heating up these rocks and then dropping because at you know back in the day, people were still making beer before they had metal vessels to boil it in. Exactly, same. Tradition. So they had you know an oversized barrel that they would take these super hot stones and drop it into the wood barrel. Yep. 
to heat the beer up to the point where, you know, as close to boiling as they could with inside this wooden vat that they couldn't directly heat because it would light on fire. Yeah. I just thought that was a really cool thing. I heard about it on another podcast that I listened to, and I had to bring that one to you. I appreciate that. That is a, it is a really cool fact. And uh, I'm glad that we could uh, leave in all the shenanigans on top of it because that go. was fun. Exactly. So, again, I say cheers. And I say unto you, cheers. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com. On Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage and Twitter and Instagram at Beertastic Show, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.